podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. These morning pods, man, it's like the first words out of my mouth are screaming okay. It's a weird thing. Yeah, well, you wake up at fucking 1 p.m. every day, so I don't know. It's 11. It's not that late. (laughs) It's insane. You're not like a pubescent, like, adolescent. How do you know, dude? Get off my back, mom. (laughs) Um, So I guess you, you didn't have the hottest of weeks. Do you want me to go, or do you want to just get it over with? I could go. I mean, I had... 41 points, so bad. I had, <laughs> had such a bad week. I'm down 71K on the week, 4.5 million on the game week rank. Made the worst imaginable transfer. I've never made a transfer that was like immediately this bad. This is a me transfer. This is a very Walshian transfer. Yeah, yeah this is sure. Fabianski's nine-pointer. To Guaita's one-pointer and injured probably for a while. So I basically spent two transfers, because I have to transfer him immediately back out, to net loss eight points. So that's good. Um, That's not good. I had an OBS cap. Basically everything was bad from the first match of the week, so I knew everything was going to be horrible because it was just OBS captain blank, so I knew... Everyone else is on Mo. Like this is gonna be a nightmare. And Fab clean in that first match was just so bad, so like weird and lucky and bad. And then I and Felipe blanked. And Felipe blanked. So it's just right off, right out of the gate, just nightmare. Um, I didn't follow my plan. I was gonna do like three pods ago or four pods ago or something. My whole plan was Mo and Juan in for Sun and Alonso this week. I decided to. Wait on that, hold on that, and that was a nightmare. Um, Mitro, another blank. He did nothing this week. Um, but really, I, honestly, when I was looking through, like, last night before I went to sleep, I was just, like, looking at shit. The The reason, like, the most important thing that happened this week that really fucking destroyed me is that, like, every single guy that I don't own, that everyone else owns, got max bonus this week. <laughs> Every guy, like Salah, Dean, Robo, or Robo didn't get max, but two bones, I have VVD. Fabianski got two bones. Juan gets max bones, and they lose 2-1. Sané gets bones. Sterling doesn't get bones. Like, Louise gets bones. Alonzo blanks. Like, all of those little... Differences that I have blanked or didn't get the bonus, and everyone else just got like fifty bonus this week. Uh, yeah, yeah at bad. least you had you had Schindler clean come in. I had a There's nice Schindler five pointer. <laughs> I didn't even watch those match of the day highlights. As soon as that match came on, I was like, "Nope." <laughs> Fast forward fifteen minutes. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a full on disaster of a week. I'm. 99% going to be on a minus eight this week just to get in Mo and have a starting keeper. Like, not even like a cool minus eight where I like make new friends and live my life. Yeah, it's like damage control. Yeah, I'm not letting my hair down. It's just damage control. So it's, uh, it's a that's disaster. The cards you get. Total disaster. I'm down to 214K. Feels like everything good I've done over the last like five game weeks is. Gone, which it basically is. So back to normal for me. Nightmare disaster. How about you? Um, I finished on sixty three. A little small green up, like ten k or so. I'm almost in the top hundred k. I'm right outside. I'm one hundred six k. Yeah, it was just kind of a mixed bag, but you know, generally good. The mo the mo cap came in really nicely. Dean twelve is just. I don't know how they kept a clean sheet, but him getting these assists is just hilarious. And so that was really good. He's He's been great since I got him in. He had that 17 and the 12 just buoying his blanks very nicely. 
And like Sané and Sterling were good. I mean, Jimenez off at half was not good, but it was either him or Rondon, so it wasn't like there was much going on there. Yeah. Martial's a concern. He just kind of keeps blanking every week since I bought him, much like Patricio, but it's kind of the story. I mean, I have Chambo, big zero from Chambo for me this week. He hit the bar and the post, and Jerry D hit the post. You could have had like the most legendary week ever if a couple of those went in. That's kind of been the story of my last like about a month. I feel like I have four four returns or four players who get returns a week and everyone else is just on between zero and, and two. And it's just been enough to kind of keep me floating with my head above water. But um yeah, I mean a little green, can't really complain about it. It's it's team's in good shape. I only have Kane uh with the flag. I don't own Trent, don't have Sun anymore, don't have Guaita or any of these big injuries that we're seeing today on Tuesday morning. So I'll see what I'm going to do with my team moving forward. But overall, I have some good guys, have some good guys for the medium term. So I'm feeling feeling like I'm turning a corner and just kind of plodding along. Yeah, your team's very good. Sané has murdered me all season. Like I have, I've never had him, and he's just so good. Yeah, and it's also it's the same thing we talked about. Kind of after he had that six minute one pointer at Southampton after game week twenty. Where he just rattled three blanks off in a row, and people he started price dropping. Like people started selling uh, yeah. him. He he's, price dropped he's that back week. to nine five right now, even after back to back returns. Yeah, so I mean, then he comes in with eighteen the next two games, and we talked about it, like kind of things with Sana. You just gotta gotta hold hold the good guys on the good team. So yeah, I mean, also with Sana, I don't know. He's like the five bonus has been huge. Also in the last two games, like, it's just such a big difference getting. Got two this this game weekend three and Max the, the week before against Liverpool. So. Oh yeah, it's massive. Yeah, and good. and again, like I have Raz, he got none the last two game weeks, and they and he also returned in both weeks. So it's been very frustrating from my perspective. And a lot of people are wondering about Raz versus Sane at this point because they're building up so much down the left for Sane. He's just creating a million chances involved in everything. And Raz is sort of like second fiddle right now. It's weird. Yeah, but Raz XG was like really high compared to compared to Sane yesterday yeah. against Wolves. So I, I mean, I still am on Team Raz there. I don't think I, nothing I see will change that. But it's also like I, the longer term guy who's always yeah. going to be nailed and involved. I mean, there there's like the Mendy back soon chatter, and there is the price difference is very significant. I mean, if yeah, you can't afford Raz or it's an extra hit or something, and you're downgrading another spot, then that's yeah. more of an interesting question, team specific. But in a vacuum, I, I would rather have Raz. But let, let's do housekeeping and get in there. Shout out to the FMLPL Prize League slash Mug League leader for January so far. Beep beep ribby ribby, <laughs> aka Ben McKenzie. Good job by him. Shout out to the Goal Scorers Challenge League leader so far. Scott Scotty Bug holding it down by one goal. And then shout out, I'm going to do top five of the public league because it's just stupid to just say Pajol skip for a week. So Owl FC, a.k.a. Alex Suarez in fifth. Tuesday Night Linguini, a.k.a. Sam Bark in fourth. Nacho Nacho Man, a.k.a. Matthew Shannon in third. Back to office, a.k.a. Stan Sorbo in second. And obviously Pajolski in first holding it down. So good job by everyone there. Moving on. Where do you want to kick off this week? I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts on Rich, actually. Yeah, I mean, I fuck, man. I wish I had more thoughts. I'm, it's very frustrating. Um, I kind of always, in my head, I'm always thinking about Rich and Philippe Anderson because I have both, and it was not very long ago where they were clearly the both both the best mid-price or Vegas zone midfielders that we want to talk about because they were both returning pretty consistently, both the teams looked good, and they both had really good fixture runs, and it just seemed so obvious. And They're rattling off a lot of blanks right now, but Rich has been pretty unlucky recently. I mean, he's hit the bar like twice in the last like three-ish weeks. His stats were absolutely massive against Bournemouth. Although, you know, obviously another blank. Um, yeah, that goal line clearance really did did him in. Yeah, I mean, it's been shit like that for Richarlison more than it's been him being, like, really out of form or missing easy chances or and whatever like that recently. So 
it feels really bad to hold on to Rich and Philippe Anderson as they just blank their way through every game week, but I don't know. I feel like being patient is probably the smart play there, even though, you know, I missed the first half of Everton Bournemouth. And when I, when I got to my computer and Slack and stuff, everyone was just saying how it was like the shittiest game ever at Everton where it looked completely horrible for the entire first half. So maybe because I didn't see that with my own eyes, I'm like a little bit less like, I don't know, scared of holding him, holding on to him and scared of owning a piece of Everton attack. But I feel like he's still going to come good and he's still a really good player who gets in a dangerous scoring positions, but it is concerning. I mean, I expect like Calvert-Lewin to start next week at this point. It's it's not really working right now to have Rich as striker. Yeah. I mean, if he starts Bernard... This weekend, I just don't. I think he that will cement that I think he's just a shitty manager because it's insane. I don't know what he does. He he was just like the prime culprit of their bad play, and yeah, it's clearly not working. But Rich, it's interesting. I think the other probably more concerning is where do you go from there? Kind of a thing. There's there's no real obvious. I mean, unless you go to Paul, if you don't have Paul, same with Felipe. I mean, they both have still been putting up. Perfectly fine stats over like you know the last four, even though they're both on three straight blanks. Um, there, there isn't really a, a great option That's to the bring problem. in. There's nothing yeah. else in that range. We got two questions about that. I mean, Jay Flo and Slack, the mid price uh, mids of Richie and Felipe are cold as ice. Should we still be holding or looking to move? If it's moving time, what are some true budget guys or mid price guys we should target? And Turhall and Slack, who's the best sub seven million mid? And there's like fucking no one. Yeah, I think Pedro's interesting. I mean, he's back and he scored, and he when he's in, they look better. And yeah. he's only six three. Obviously, he's you know he, he subs him a lot, and he's always a shout to get injured. Clearly, he's fucking been injured like ten times this season. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, we don't know if they're gonna buy in January, and that would fuck him off as an option. But I mean, I think that's like a million you could save and not really do too badly. Um, I don't know, Brooks. I, I just their fixtures are just still so fucking horrible. So Bournemouth. bad, Bournemouth's fixtures. Yeah. So I don't really, even though he's five one, obviously ridiculously cheap. I just don't. I don't want to go there at all. The right? thing is, like, with someone who's five one, like Brooks on a attacking team, is I would probably at this point rather have him than either because I would rather save two million and have like. You know, I'd rather Brooks and Sane than Rich and Felipe is basically what I'm yeah. saying. You know, but I, that's the problem is like they're you're going you're like budget binning all of these guys who are kind of bad and risky and Jerry D and Nasri and like Wobes and shit and they're all kind of fine and seem like they're all return returning or gonna return at a similar rate to Rich and Felipe, but it's it feels so risky to to go there and have that guy starting in your team every week. Yeah, I think the starting in your team every week is is the concern. And I mean, it would be nice if you could kind of go maybe like two like Awobes quietly has been starting every, the last few and he's been looking reasonable. But obviously, anyone but Emery can see that they need Ozil on that team. And if he decides to like try and make his team good again and play him, then who knows where that leaves Awobes? Right. It's always questionable, but. Yeah, I mean Jerry D. I mean I've had him for the last couple of weeks. Is like his XG's been good. He's he looks good, but he's just doing fuck all, hitting the and, post instead of the back of the net. Yeah, and he's also someone like Watford. I, I just don't love starting him in bad fixtures. So I mean, so that's a concern. But I think another place that we need to at least pay some attention to is Southampton because all their mids are fucking five million, and you know they look like they've got something about them. They're still. I mean, he's still trying to find. I think his best eleven and. They're dealing with some injuries, but I don't know. Like Stewie Arm is five one. I'm still. I still think he's a quality player. Um, I mean, he's got sub before sixty, which is I mean, he's just such a huge punt. But I mean, it's not like anyone that's priced at five is not a punt. Yeah, that's they the at problem. They're fi- kind of all punts. Yeah. yeah, they at least have good fixtures. I mean, I've seen people talking about Redmond. You, you know what I think of him, but yeah, I, mean, I kind of like Redmond. Honestly, you always like Redmond. I always like Redmond. He's been really, really good for Hasenhutl. For like but consistently this, yeah. good. Yeah, 
But like this, I'm I'm on the other side of the coin. I mean, if you're looking at the five million options, I would rather punt on one of the Southampton guys with like four incredible fixtures coming up than someone like Brooks, who I still think is just lightweight and very inconsistent and won't return very much um, in these difficult fixtures. Completely, like would not I would not even remotely consider bringing Brooks in. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I guess with yeah. someone like Brooks, is what I was thinking is just long term. Like you can hold him for two months or whatever and feel like you'll get some returns that there's obviously quality and Bournemouth and when the fixtures get good we'll score goals and you know whatever I mean there's also like Jota which sounds like I'm taking the piss because obviously he's suit merchant who fell off the face of the earth but he was just starting to return before the injury, and then he just came back. And he kind of started at striker against City, and you know we know how that went. Not a good, not a good one for him. But Wolves have really good fixtures. Um, no, that's I obviously love that shot. Yeah. I forgot about him. I was looking at him like a couple weeks ago, but yeah, he's the fixtures are so good, and he's on. So he's only good. five nine now. Yeah, I mean, that's a ridiculous price for someone of his quality who is, again, like just starting to show it, really. I mean, game week's 15, 16, 17, which is, he got hurt in game week 17. He had a goal, goal assist, assist, you know, so. And now they're playing this two-striker system, so he's alongside Jimenez up there. It's like pretty good, punty guy, probably. There's always Pereira also. But, I yeah, I don't feel... Excellent about any of these guys. <laughs> the the thing is, like, though, I mean, like we just mentioned ten players, oh, so yeah. there are there are a lot of options. Which one or two of them hits and gets points over the next month is fucking anyone's guess. I mean, you can talk me into probably any of them except for Redmond or Brooks. But we're playing Battleship. You, yeah, this is Battleship. This is Battleship, battleship midfield. But. If you need to free up, like you know, a mil and a half or two mil, I mean, if you don't have someone like Alonzo who you get down, like I, I don't, I don't mind doing that move at all. I mean, Rich's stats are fine, like Felipe stats are fine, but like if you need to get Mo, I mean, like you got to do what you got to do. And I don't think that you know Felipe or Rich are, are appreciably better, where it's going to mean like I'm not going to get Mo in or something. So I, I think it's something. It's definitely a spot you should be looking at if you have the players, probably, right? Yeah, I think so too. I think that's. I think we're both coming to the same conclusion, like live on pod, talking it out, because it's something that I like have been sort of thinking about, but in the back of my head, but talking it out like this, I think it is definitely right. And Rich is really never, even this season, he's been mostly good. He hasn't strung together a bunch of returns once this season. Um, so it's hard to imagine a world where, you know, they have pretty good fixtures for the next four. It's hard to imagine a world where Rich is just like returns in all four. He's not that kind of player. Like maybe he'll get two goals in the next four, but you know, it's probably yeah. not going to burn you that much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I mean, other big news we're, we're looking at with, with is obviously with Kane. Um, what do you? What do you first? Let's just get the Urenthe talk out of the way. What do you? What do you think of that? I mean, my first thought when people started talking about him, I had no slacks it with Kane probably out for months, son back in Asia, getting the blue-eyed hunk boy Urenthe can hardly be ranked that high in the Mad Scientist scale. It's not that much of a question. Urenthe in, which is, you know, a little too much for me. I mean. My first thought is he's not even nailed. Like I, in my head, I don't think he's nailed at all. Yes, he's the only like nominal number nine at the club or whatever, but he hasn't been playing strikers at striker all season, like at all. It's been Lucas Mora, it's been Son. Kane is significantly deeper than either of those guys. So I think it like the first guy who comes to mind for me is Deli Ali. Uh-huh. He just always flies when that Kane isn't in the team. This is like when he goes from being box to box midfielder to having like brace potential, or that's how it's been in seasons past. But I don't know. I kind of want to see who Potch rolls out there the first week without these guys and take it from there. 
Yeah, I think your mention of Ollie is very important because you know he's been a very forgotten man this season for FPL, and he's been very hot and cold performance wise throughout the season. But yeah, this is when he's usually starts to fire, and he's the main man, and he's the player they look to to score goals. I think the Lucas injury, he, there's talks about his knee or something yeah, like this. Is he was a cause, late fitness test last week, I think, and didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, if he's not there, I don't. I mean, I can't imagine he's going to do something like. Ollie and like Lamella up top. I mean, he has to play Arente if if Lucas is out. I could see, you know, I mean, like I Ollie think and Lucas Ollie and Lamella are better. <laughs> you know, like it sounds crazy, but I just genuinely think they're both way better than Urente and their Spurs would yeah, probably be better with them. I mean, I don't know what the fuck Urente is. I haven't seen him play <laughs> ninety minutes in the Premier League in like three years. Yeah, I mean, he's it. Right? Yeah, but the fact remains is that he's five six. Obviously, the fixture, the the thing is, I would not be remotely fucking interested in Spurs if they didn't have a ridiculous fixture run because they're losing Sun, their best player on the season. Their defense is, I don't know what the fuck their defense is, and Kane's out. So to me, and they have no central midfielders. Yeah, and they have no central midfield. So to me, I'm like looking at this team and I'm thinking if they scrape by one nils in the next five, they'll be lucky. But you know, Ali and Eriksen are still quality. Like, I could still see some goals. They're playing really bad teams. So I, I think Ali. The only thing with him is that he's eight nine. Like, are, if you have like Paul, are you really going to do like Sun to Ali when you could do something like get Sane? Or I mean, that seems like it's a little bit too much for me. Looking at the team around, yeah, it's really hard to make that move. And Eriksen's nine three. It's kind of insane. And Zan. Kurowski on like, so it Spurs with a great fixture run, but is there anyone left worth considering? And that's what makes it hard is their price. Yeah, I, I initially just kind of started laughing when I started pe- see people talk about Yorente, but five six is cheap. Yeah, I mean he's um, played thirty six minutes this season. It's like ridiculous. He played he played f- fucking two hundred minutes all of last season. He doesn't play. <laughs> Ever, he's the most donkey of any donkey in the league. He's the Spanish they, donkey. They have no one else. Yeah, I just I throw Scipio up top. I I don't even know. <laughs> I just don't. I like. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too pessimistic. But for me, I'm just. I'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. Like I need to see a team sheet where your Rente is starting up top with all of those guys behind him before I'm interested because it's just. I, I I just don't believe it. I just don't believe all right, it. All right, all right, all right. I I am a little higher on Urente than no, you. No, I'm I interested. Just... I just don't believe it yet. Like if he's <laughs> starting, I'm down. Mitchell to Urente, straight in. The easiest transfer of my life. But but it, it, but if you could do something like if you don't have Mo and you could do something like Kane to Urente and some shitty ass midfielder to Mo, like I'm I'm not mad about that. Yeah, like can, you can turn your fifth midfielder into Mo and get your Rente in in a double swap with Kane, for example. Like yeah, I guess something that's like possible. that. I mean, that's like that's real. I, that's a thing that you could punt on. I don't know. Is your Rente better than Jimenez? No, but you know that's all. That's a point seven difference. I don't know if you you know how, or Jimenez. It's like almost a million difference. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. He's an interesting right, man. I mean, I could do that. I could do Ob's son and Dale Stevens to Yorente Salad and eight four midfielder. Yeah, it's, I think so. Let's go over to Ob's because a lot of people are now looking like, what is the Kane exit plan? Like for me, for example, I already have most. Let so. me just rattle off like five questions right now because everyone is writing in about forwards. Forwards are huge this week. Um, all right, all right, all right. David J on Slack, do you like any forwards other than Rashford? If you were on a wild card, would you be rocking a two forward formation? Jono on Slack, Jono and Mishka on Slack were asking about Bob Firmino. Wolfie on Slack, Obbs is going down tonight. Kane possibly injured. Aguero bench. Where do you stand on the big three strikers? And then Hugo on Twitter, a typical rogue Hugo. Am I being really dumb and thinking Vardy might be an option after Wolves? This is weird because Vardy's fixtures are Liverpool, Manchester United, and Spurs. But he always scores against the top six teams uh, with premium forwards losing their shine. I reckon it could be a huge differential given Vardy's history. I don't know. Where do you want to start there? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to start with Vardy. But, um, In my head, I, with all the Vardy talk and the Bob talk, like producer Nate was asking us, 
about Bob and stuff. It's like get out of that price bracket. Yeah, like, yeah I was you, about to say there, there's doing? like a we need like a name. There's like a subsection of FPL players that are bad value. Their price is bad for the points that they're going to return, but good points, if that makes sense. You know, I mean, Bob's been bad value all season. I still think he's bad value, and he's fourth in points for forwards. You know, he has more than Kuhn and Laka. And yeah. I mean, that and, speaks a lot to just getting those two minutes. It adds up. You know, he plays every game. He's been trickling and ticking. But I mean, he's eight goals, five assists. Yeah. You I mean, know, that hat-trick game, though, is 15 like, bonus. You know, like he's he's... He's, He's bad value. Position. Like, I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's, it's bad value. There's no question. And we we talk a lot about value because that's a good place to kind of, it's like a good foundation to balance your team and, and get points per million and stuff like that. But eventually you kind of have to get points too. And, you know, so it's the thing that has been like occupying my head most when talking about these guys is just like, where and how do you decide to on your non-value players? Because obviously the premium guys, none of them are value unless you're captaining them every week. And in my head, like Hazard, Vardy, Bob, probably other guys that I'm blanking on are all kind of in that weird zone where they're not value. That's just fact. But they return points. Pretty regularly. I mean, ha- has is still you cannot put. I cannot sit here and listen to you put him in the same category as Vardy and Bob. I mean, he has still twenty returns on the season. Like he's obviously expensive, but he's earning his price every fucking cent of it. So that's for one thing. But I agree with you that there is something to be said about having to spend your money in sp- specific places. But I still with the forwards options. Like I'm, I'm still looking. Like I would rather have Jimenez and three million in midfield, or you know, getting Liverpool defenders than either Bob or Bob playing reverse out of position or Vardy playing for a dead man walking manager on a team that I literally they could have zero goals for the rest of the season. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what they do every game, and it's just like I don't want those guys in my team. I, I still feel like there's a lot of. There are a lot of points in midfield, and still, there's still points in defense. I mean, you still get a couple Liverpool defenders in, even though they're like half dead. They still keep cleans for fun, and the fixtures are really good. I, I still think Aubameyang is a totally acceptable and my favorite option of all of the premium forwards. I, Kuhn, every, now everyone's like, oh, he just got rested, so whatever. It's like I don't know what the fuck he's Pep's going to do with Kuhn. Like, yeah, it's Jesus yeah. just put four goals in and then two goals it in. It almost like, feels I, like he just took. Meds and to, got shots and sniffed like horse placenta before the Liverpool game and played that and now we have no idea on Kuhn's status. Yeah, I, I just I don't want any piece of it. There would be there's no surprise. You cannot be surprised if he's on the bench again against Huddersfield. Period. That's yeah, just no, not zero, something. Zero no one could. No one can claim that and be honest with themselves. So I mean, for that main reason, I I like Aubameyang still because you know he, his stats are still really good. I mean, his finishing has been a little bit suspect lately, and he's still getting very very good goal scoring opportunities every single time I watch Arsenal the last month. Yeah, the only time that was bad was this week against us. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. But I mean, and he's been ticking along very nicely over the last you know handful of game weeks, and you know they they have Chelsea this week, they have Man City in two game weeks, but you know they have Cardiff and they have a good run you know up to like March or so. So. I still would feel very comfortable with Aubameyang about holding him, or, or if you don't, you know, if, if you don't need money or f- freeing up money to downgrade into like a Jimenez or someone like that down from Kane, I, I think Aubameyang is still a perfectly acceptable replacement. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I just back to like Bob and even Vardy. I mean, Vardy's a bad pick, I think, but just on those types of guys, I think the reason they're coming up this week is. Well, obviously because of the cane injury, but it's because of a, like a double move that people are making to get to Salah, or they have two injuries in their team, and so they're left in a position where it's like, I already have Rashford. There's no other mid that I guess people are on. You know, if you already have like your Sydney guys and Paul and Mo or something, so I'd rather have Jimenez. You'd rather have Jimenez than Bob. It's three million difference. I know, it's but not I'm even saying close. like people are in positions where the money isn't an issue, and they're hanging money, and they're just going to have like money in the bank. 
And that, yeah, that's but- the position that producer Nate is in, where it's like, and that's what I said to him. I was like, Bob is bad value, but he's obviously going to outscore Jimenez. That's not a question. I think it is a question. He has eight more points than him right now, and they have equal fixtures over the next six, and one is playing striker and one is playing in midfield. Like I, I would rather take that money and look at the medium term and upgrade defender X to Rabo or, you know, upgrade. Yeah, no, I know mid- what you're saying. That's, so, I mean, I, even though like for one week it doesn't feel good to put like an extra three million in the bank when you could buy a more expensive player. Like I, I, I that's, that's just how my take on it would be. Yeah. I, would, right. I would look more medium term. I and, would rather have Bob than Jimenez. Okay. I mean, since right. like game week 13, he's been very good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see how those two kind of go on. I, I think that the, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. Um, but I mean, you have OBS. Are you with me with tough. like holding off? I mean, I oh, he's, don't he's see a great anything wrong with he's him. A, I don't know why people are selling him. He's a fantastic player, and he's going to keep returning very consistently. And so, someone on Reddit had problem with me saying that he's been really consistent on last week's pod. But look at his fucking match log; it's ridiculous. Like other, you know, obviously West Ham was a nightmare, but he had, I think six blanks on the season before that and two of them were Liverpool. So it's like those don't barely even count, you know, and it's he's just returns pretty much every week other than that. So yeah, he's yeah, very consistent if, and very good. Yeah, it's hard for me if you have eyeballs to come and tell me that Ob's been inconsistent. I don't understand what that means. But um there but uh, there is still only one Marcus Rashford, absolutely the best forward in the game. No question. I mean, he's 7 it's not 2. Even com- and, no comparison. Yeah, I mean, I'm 7 4 now. Uh, 7 4 now. Um, yeah, I mean, I we both were kind of in on Rashford and Martial over Paul at the beginning of the United run, and Martial kind of fell flat, but I still think Rashford is the best pick um, of the attackers. Fucking double returning for fun. He's like electric. And yeah. It's interesting because I was very also. A, maybe a little too much interested in Lingard when like the new formation came out and stuff, but like he just he's like the wor- he's like the Bob of United kind of like he's just he the is, workhorse he's, doing he's more bits everywhere. Nine. But his yeah, but for FPL like his stats are absurdly bad. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, yeah I mean, and Lingard's Rash, role in the goal was intercepting the. I don't even want to call that a pass from Trips because it was. Diabolical, but <laughs> intercepting whatever dog shit trips is feeding him, and then Paul makes the pass, you know. Yeah, all right. I think that's kind of forwards boxed. Yeah, forwards I and mean, Rash is so good. That finish was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just like a that's a finish of a 25 goal scorer season type player, and Larice doing him a big favor too. Um, should we talk about United defense? I mean, people are. Bringing in Shaw and Lindelof, they're very affordable, and United's run is absurd from a clean sheet perspective. Um, do you have any feelings there? <laughs> I haven't spent a second thinking about this until you just said these words to me. Um, I, the only reason I'm thinking about it is because I'm probably making a double move out for Alonso or something. I could get like Lindelof. The fixtures for cleans. Home Brighton, home Burnley, at Leicester, at Fulham, then Liverpool. Skip that. At Palace, home Southampton. Like those are all like top ten best clean fixtures in the league. I mean, they just got absolutely pumped in their goal mouth this last game, yeah. and they have one clean sheet in the last two months. So I've seen nothing from their well, they defense. Have, they have two in the last two. Okay, fine, but, but I just haven't seen. I mean, at Newcastle, that was funny by Rafa, but <laughs> I haven't seen much from their defense to be interested. But at that point, Tate said, I mean, they're in the four-eight bracket for Lindelof. I mean, I think Dean. There's a shout to get him instead, just because the attacking returns are silly, and they're probably about the same team defenses. They're both kind of bad. But outside of that, I mean, I'm not going to tell you there are other better options in the sub five million bracket defender wise. I mean. At least United will probably keep a lot of possession in these games, so I don't I don't hate it. I'm not like thrilled about it, but I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, that's a, a pretty much exactly how I feel. I think it's defensible, but it's funny. I, I'm stealing this take from someone on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but people 
the like national narrative or whatever, all the pods and everyone are, are, are basically saying like United getting like some defensive stability back and blah, 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 and De Gea, and blah, De Gea, 11 saves standing on his head. It's like those two things contradict themselves. <laughs> if they <laughs> were defensively so. stable or good at all, De Gea doesn't have to make 11 fucking saves on shots in the box, you know, and that's, that it was kind of a last season performance. It was just like yeah, definitely, it definitely was. But the, the other thing that that can also be attributed to this is if maybe he's going to go on a little run of being an insane goalkeeper an insane like he form. was yeah. consistently last season, and that could paper over a lot of cracks. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Eh, four eight. I mean, you, I, it definitely has to be Lindelof there. I th- eh, actually Shaw's only point two. Shaw's so bad. I don't know. Dude. Shaw's I guess I, I so bad. I would I much rather would prefer have Lindelof. Yeah. He's been good lately. Yeah, he has been good lately, and he's, I mean, Shaw is just a fucking card magnet. So at least you know with Lindelof, he has like one card on the season. You're not going to be getting minus ones, which, is, which I mean, it means something. Both of, Neither of these players have cracked 50 points on the season yet, so. And, and Shaw's attacking dream, whatever the it's fuck bullshit. he was tripping on in the early part of the season, yeah, I don't know. Gone. But yeah, he's just really bad. He doesn't attack or do anything like that anymore. So, yeah. especially with Paul on his side, and he's gone up a lot more. I mean, there's no one to cover for Shaw doing his fucking mad shit. He gets in the box and just kicks it out of bounds. I don't do you know. remember when he scored you that goal? Holy shit, that feels like <laughs> so long ago. Yeah, the first game of the season, first game week. Yeah, wow, we've come a long way, Adam. Um, should I rally off some questions and then move on? Yeah, sounds good. Sirac Obama on Slack. How do we feel about Man City legend Nasri? I feel very strongly about him. Actually, I, you mentioned him, and I was just like, oh, I, we have to talk about Nasri, but then I forgot. Oh, wait, what's your strong take about him? <laughs> he's so good. He's, he's just so good. So, he's so fucking such a Samir, like, well, doing drugs, fucking the drug administer, <laughs> hot babe. Like, you don't forget. That picture's, like, seared in my memory. <laughs> It's just like if you if you're a fucking Pellegrins and you have the balls to just start running Jack out there and then you purchase Nasri, you're just like I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna get all these savages and they're all gonna be so good. Pellegrini is um, the fucking man. I the absolutely man. love him. Pellegrini, dude, his hair is it's out of control. <laughs> it's, it's like, like he's like, wearing a fucking helmet. It's. <laughs> It's just like it's like he's like a seventies yeah, like pure porn, 60s, 70s. porn direct like owner of porn or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he. That's uh, insane. It's so but, good. It floats above his head. It it's like it. above his scalp. And he just, he just doesn't own a comb. For it kind sure. of has that like fifties curl that women used to have. You know, like it's it, too long it goes, down the sides. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's, it's mad. It, it just it looks like it ha- it looks like he cuts his own hair. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's like he just goes into the mirror and just like cuts some fucking random shards off. Well, and it's just I could see him being the type who like completely forgets about hygiene <laughs> during the week when he's like preparing for a match, and then he shows up to London Stadium or Olympic Stadium, and he's just like, "Oh fuck!" Like I'm going to be on TV all day, and he just like goes to the bathroom. And he like. Gets a fucking schwitz on and cuts his own hair in there. And then he like takes a shower and comes out. He's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, got no sleep the night before. He's like, okay, okay, let's go. He's like, you you go to his house. He has like one room that has like a thousand drawers full of like old VHSs. Yes. Then he has another room with just wall to wall bookcases of National Geographic. Like, (laughs) that's what he's up to. It's 100%. So good. Back to Nasri. I mean, he's, he's obviously a quality player. You know, he used to be priced like A plus. He was, he was getting in there, teams like City and shit like that and Arson. The fixtures are a little bit medium and it's a wild punt to bring him in, but he's fucking good and he looked really good. Uh, against Arsenal, I mean, he got got the assist on a little little cheeky side pass, and you know, I think he'll he'll get some points. I it's think crazy he's, he's reasonable. Just the quality was just is just staggering because it's just he like basically hasn't been playing competitive football, and he just like comes in and starts plays seventy runs, runs the match. Yeah, he also teed up the one Felipe shot that was close. He was just good. Like his touch is just really good. You can't teach that. He just is class, and that's. What he does, yeah, I kind of love him. 
Only issue is it looks like the target man for them this weekend might be an Andrew Carroll. So. I know. What's going on? What, is Arnie actually uh, leaving? That's so weird. Uh, well, we'll probably know more before the weekend, but it doesn't look great. Yeah. Seems like the rumors are flying. Yeah, West Ham, they have, they have a lot of midfielders on their FPL page. That's an interesting one. They have probably about 15 listed players. There. Yeah, I'm looking Oh, right remember now. Yarmo? Never forget. Yarmo and Lanzini aren't even here. I love West Ham. And Jack and Carlos Sanchez. Oh my God, Carlos Sanchez, red card merchant. Masuaku on the, in the midfield for some reason. <laughs> it's just all flying right now for them. <laughs> uh, TJC on Slack with an easy double switch this week, including Sun and Ings out. Would you prefer Paul and a piece of shit, for example, Long or Felipe and Jimenez for the next four to six weeks? Uh, Paul, probably. I would just want to have the best player um, in those groupings. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but I mean, also a piece of shit. If that piece of shit's Lorente, then maybe it's you know. Yeah, maybe piece it's of- less shitty. And Ings is still hurt. Is there anyone else that's like cheap and worth considering? I don't know. I mean, Ron Rondon's still five seven. I've had him for a long time, but yeah. after after Cardiff, there's a couple bad fixtures and shit. So Calvert Lewin can get a run of starts. He's a five yeah. five three forward. It would be a big leap of faith to put him in and and hope that he starts him again because I don't, I don't know I don't know what Silva's doing. I mean, he's a mad, he's just having these mad performances lately. It's just yeah. They they did play really well in the second half. To be fair, but I don't know. Yeah, weird one. Uh, Ricky Chubbs and Slack. The good problem with FPL is that this year is that there's too many good players. Bunch of premiums, bunch of mids. Essentially, all these guys are potential double digit return guys. First, it feels sort of insane. Second, can you help? Can you help us around this? Both stress te- stress testing what we commonly see as three premiums, and also thinking about how slash when to bring these guys in and out. Tough. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I I think it's kind of you have to walk a fine line between holding faith in premiums, but also. You know, maybe switching them if there's you know a significant fixture shift or the team the team performance is changing. We kind of talked a lot about that a, a pot or two ago when we were talking about Hazard and how bad Chelsea attacks been looking. Um, I mean, other than that, it, it's just very it's very specific and it's also so much just personal opinion. Like all of the players that are priced at eleven million are eleven million for a reason. They're class. So you know, which one you prefer or which. Which players you like is is to you, right? I don't know. Is there yeah, I mean it? mostly, but I think there's a pretty clear template ish, right? I mean, everyone should have Mo. Everyone should have at least one of Sterling or Sane. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's like, do you prefer Hazard or Aubameyang? I guess yeah, is like the main decision. But there's not really other premiums that we're considering. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, guilty pleasures on Slack. What does your ideal cheapish bench look like in this moment? Doesn't doesn't look like I'm going to be getting my Quainer or Kamara back anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, legends. Um, I mean, it definitely depends a lot on your formation. I mean, if you have, if you're not running three forwards, then you're going to have a dead piece of shit, and you only have two two bench guys. So, if that's what you're doing, I assume that you'll have a, a relatively decent fifth midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I mean, like I have Jerry D as my fifth midfielder, and I, I I have to fix this soon. It's very high on my thoughts, but like I have Jerry D, and I have Rondon and Jimenez, and I've been rotating two spots for the three of them and benching like somewhat of a reasonable amount of money each week. But I don't, I haven't been really in love with that, and it has been not working out that great because they all just blank every week for the most part. Lately, yeah, they do. So. They all do. <laughs> I mean, I just think at this point, also, I mean, yes, Champions League's coming back, but we're past the we're past the fixture pile up. I mean, there are blank game weeks to consider somewhat soon, and then that will dictate a lot of this. But I, now is the not the time to worry about your bench because there's a week off between games. You should pretty much know who's going to be playing every week. So I'm not too fucked about bench. Yeah, that's kind of where I've been. Like my bench is awful every week, and you know, I've I have a non-playing player in my team in Vinagre. So, but I, it really has not affected me at all. Um, you know, he's third on my bench. I have piece of shit Dale Stevens or Schindler or Johnny and the other spot on the bench, and it's 
fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've prioritized my bench a lot more than you have, I think, this season, and I don't think it's had sig- re- like significant rewards. Mine, but. mine was prioritized. I had Jerry D before he was fucking in your and Davy Boy's team, and he was my bench guy, and that was on my wild card. I like, I prioritized it hard on my wild card, and then we all know how that went, and I had to make a bunch of changes, and now this is my bench. Yeah, yeah. But um. Uh, yeah, I still love Kamarasa. I just he's not fit. Anymore. Keeps getting injured. Yeah, he's got he some lingering muscle injury thing. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah Warnock just like can't not play him because he's They're just managing Cardiff. Is so. awful. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's tough at four. I mean, four six. He keeps getting hurt. But um, and Hoiberg, I still think is good too. But I don't know. I think he is suspended for one more, and then he's back. I or, think he's back. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back. Uh, so I really um, like Hoiberg. I would probably four four. Yeah, I mean, for 4-4, four, four, which is pretty much as cheap as you can go for someone who's nailed, he's way better than, like, Dale Stevens and other pieces of shit that are 4-4. Four, four. Like, he actually passes and can kind of shoot. Um, you know who's 4-2? Four, who's 4-2? Four, J- Jason Punchin. Oh. Hey, man. Huddy legend. And I, have they hired <laughs> anyone yet? No, I think they're probably going to just have their interim caretaker just quietly take them down to the championship where they belong. Oh, that's sad. Eh, it's not sad. They're, that's where they belong. It is they where they be belong. Happy. They should be happy they got two seasons to watch them play like Man United and shit like that. Their team is so bad. That's their squad terrific. is so bad. It's, it's just horrific. Yeah. can't. Hard to imagine anyone doing better than what Wagner did, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Last question, Alex on Slack. The gap to the top 10K for me is now around 100 points. Is it time to start making differential moves like Ali instead of Paul, even though Paul is the easy nailed replacement for Son? Or should we stick to the obvious options because they're obvious for a reason and take the risks in the crazy double and blank game weeks? Yeah, I mean, this question, we, we get this time to sort of question yeah, a week. lot. Um, I don't think there's really the only time you should ever do something truly crazy and Getting someone who's worse than someone who's better is if you're chasing a mini league rival down and it's like game week 36 and you just have to have differentials there and that's the only thing that matters to you. Otherwise, I mean, you're just going to lose more points to the field if you get someone worse than someone that's better. Paul's obvious and better, so just get him and keep playing the long game and hope you plan well around the blanks and the doubles. Maybe you spike a couple good captains and, you know, 100 points, a lot, it's, but it's it's definitely not insurmountable. It's I mean, you super. Super doable. Like, yeah, uh, we very, we say this doable. every week. Like, I I've historically been like 300k by the time game week like 30 rolls around every season, and I end up doing well. It it's fine. You can you can fly still. Yeah, if you believe. I mean, it's realistically like you just need to. If you just spike like three or so good game weeks where you're something like 20 or 25 over the average, which is you know, it's not, it's just not that unreasonable. You're like right back in the mix. And it just also, like with all the chips, like there's just so much, so many more ways that you can get back there. Just getting worse players just because no one else has them is, is just never the way forward in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, cool. Anything else or should we just move on? I mean, it's going to be a big hit week this week for sure with, with Trent and Son and Kane. Giant so that's hit week. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, but. Especially with the hits. cup, dude. We didn't mention the cup. The FML, our, our cup. Our cup is is fucking live. Like everyone, yeah. all of our patrons on patreon.com slash FMLPL, you, sh- you should have got an email to sign up. If you didn't, just go to the Patreon website and it's like the top post there um, for a sign up form for our cup. Group stages start this game week, game week 23. Group stages start. So. You got to get in by game week twenty three. Get in there, fucking yeah, dude. So everyone's gonna be on like minus eights and minus twelves for the first week of the cup. It's gonna be yeah. absolute insanity if you if you hit it or not. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be like for one, it's group stage at the beginning, so you're not completely shattered if you lose the first game at all. And you can also just get paired against someone else who's on a minus eight or something, and it's then it's neutral. So you just got to yeah. Also, sort people people should know because we haven't like. Shown the rules yet? Like the top two teams auto go through to like the play in round at least, 
But there's also other teams that'll make it, but the highest point scorers of the third and fourth place teams. So even if you lose, but you score decent points, like you still have a decent chance of getting in. So yeah, we got to make the numbers up so that the bracket works. Yeah, the, so there's going to be the group stages, then a play-in round where a lot of people won't have a cup match that week. Um, basically, so we can just make the numbers work. So when the tournament bracket starts, it's 128, and it works well as like a single elimination tournament. So that's yeah. where we're at. Yeah, and I mean anything like chips or anything you use is all live. Everything's all fair and love and war. And I think we're gonna probably do some something pretty sweet for the tro- like a trophy or the prize. We're, we're probably not gonna do like coasters, mug, hat, like merch suite. Yeah, we gotta do something shit. We'll, sick. Yeah, we'll get something pretty cool out. I mean, maybe we could we could bring the bobble back. I don't know. Ooh, bobbleheads back. Maybe we could do a bobble back. Bobble back. I like that idea. Yeah. Well, we'll, right. we'll think about it and figure it out. But yeah, everyone should get in there for the cup. All right, let's let's move on to caps. Um, Ravitate on Slack. Starting caps with a question, but here we are. I know you talk about captains every week anyway, but damn, there are a lot of great options this week. Raz at Huddy, Salah home Palace, Kane at Fulham, Rip Kane, and even Rashford home Brighton. Almost everyone relevant has Salah by now, so is it worth captaining someone like Raz who has ridiculously low ownership? So it's sort of a I mean, similar like catch-up question. question. I, um, I mean, it's obviously Mo, but it's obviously Mo versus Palace, so I'll be elsewhere. But what I mean is, there? I don't know. I'm. I'm. Am I missing something? Well, I mean, Palace defense is significantly better than those other teams that we just listed. I would say, like City against Huddersfield, is a much better fixture for a five goal performance than Liverpool home yeah. Palace. I think. Spironi in. Spironi's in. Yeah, he hasn't that's played. True. A, he hasn't played a prem game in a while. Yeah, wake get him out of the like fucking cryo chamber. They just melt him out of there when they need emergency <laughs> starts. Um, no, I mean, Mo is the obvious one and he's the safe one. And that's going to be on repeat until basically the end of the season because he's just so ridiculously good. I can't believe we got Max Bones. What is that? It's. I think it was like this, either the first or the second time he scored one goal and got Max Bones all season. Yeah, I mean, that's... It was the first time. It's the first, first time, time and it's the week where everyone has him and captains him, and I captain someone else. It's just such a nightmare for me. But he's just ridiculous, and it's hard to imagine him not returning every week. So that's good. But he hasn't scored an open play goal in a while. Um, I think his last three goals were pens. Is that correct? Brighton was. Arsenal was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he missed that fucking tap-in at the end of the game. That Absolute tap-in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he um, drew the band, scored the band. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll be, I'm going to be on Raz. You're going to be on Raz? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't hate that at all. I don't think it's a crazy week to cap a differential. I mean, Palace, Palace defense has been really good. Um, I think a 1-0 from Liverpool is more likely than like a 4-0. Yeah, it's just going to be like one-way traffic, I think. Yeah. It's going to be it's just... just yeah, we, 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 you can only yeah. camp and park for so long. I mean, you know, he's probably going to run out like the schlup Kiyate, like fucking fuckfest midfield. Yeah, He'll probably bench IU and just play Zahan Towns and try and hit on the counter, which is obviously not going to work. So it's going to be probably that four four two, basically a, a ten. The counter could two. be kind of good, considering it might be I mean, Fabinho Zah- again at center back, and it's probably going to be Camacho or Milner at right back. I mean, Zaha hasn't scored a goal in, in like yeah. He should have scored. Years. He should have scored against Watford too. I mean, should yeah, whatever. And then I mean, Townsend only scores insane fucking. I don't. I, I if we score a goal, I'll be shocked. <laughs> Absolutely shocked. Okay. I just cannot imagine a goal. I, maybe if we got something off like a corner, some like weird bullshit. But I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I just I just think it's an easy mo. I, I just wouldn't even really be. Yeah, that I think much it's, about it. it is easy mo. But I, I mean, Huddersfield, Huddersfield are bad. It's that's a fair point. I mean, if you have both Raz and Mo, and you just feel like they're kind of gonna kind of sort of more likely than not score similar points, I, I just I don't know. I, for me, what I'm trying to say is I think there's more goals in City Huddersfield. I that's think fair. that 
is just how both the teams play and stuff. But at the same time, the chunk of fucking goal involvement that Salah gets out of Liverpool is incomparable to Raz or Sané or something like that. Like, he's over 50% of the goals that Liverpool score, Salah's involved in, which is absolutely absurd. Um, And I mean, it must be said, I'm not... I'm not not worried that Raz is going to be on the bench. I just that's always an option. Yeah. I have no idea yeah, yeah. what Pep's going to do. So that's another thing that I'm just like, oh my god. But I, I just I'm going to have to roll with it. So yeah, but I think it's between Liverpool and City. I think I would not come close to captaining a United player this week. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Either. And Brighton were Bright, Bright, very really very tight against Liverpool. I know they're way better at home and they're worse on the road, but still, and they they looked pretty good defensively. Maybe cap your rent away at Fulham. That's that's funny. Good one, Alon. <laughs> so, what are you looking at with your team and your huge hits or whatever you're talking about? Well, so Sun out for Mo is the most obvious thing ever. Um, so that's going to happen. And then where I make my money will ninety five percent be Alonzo. So, um, so I'm looking at Sun, Alonzo, and Guaita out for. A starting keeper, Mo, and that sort of cheap defender, like probably like four, six or under or something like that, because Guaita is cheaper than any other keeper I'm gonna get. So you gotta get Neil. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, he's so good. I love Neil. You I must do get love Neil. Neil. Their fixtures are great. He has Max Bones in three out of the last four matches. Yeah, it's fucking all they do is hoofball defense, so no one's hitting the pass completion. Like, he's like the fucking Tom Heaton this year. He's just, he's so good. You must, you Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at it. I've I've just been avoiding FPL because my week was so bad. But yeah, that probably is where I'd go. I mean, there's no chance I'm going back to Fabianski. Um, Patricio blanks every single week. Although yeah, Wolves do, do, do have do a good Do not one. get him. I think I'm going to get... Uh, yeah, I'll probably get him. Yeah, I probably will. Yes. And there's not many other options. You're gonna there's suffer. really not. No, goalkeeper's tough. If you're not going to get like Allison or something, it's yeah, just... I'm excluding happening. Allison, Ederson. I still think City defense is totally great. And we saw Wolves didn't even like get a shot on target. Well, they had a red on like the tenth minute of the game. Yeah, it's but, fine, but yeah, what do I add? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll join Davey Boy with Leno. Ooh, not <laughs> um, yeah, Leno, great pick. Yeah, Fabianski. There's so many bad players at keeper. I think it's got to be Neil, probably. Which means I'm getting Neil. a defender that's four or five or cheaper, which will probably be one. So yeah, my one, move, one my has, moves are probably just writing themselves, I and mean, there's not really many other decisions to make. You can start, oh, but then you're a little bit fucked with your third defender this week. Oh, because one is Liverpool, right? And Schind- and Schindler is City. Okay, so I guess it's not going to be one. I have to get someone who can play this right, week, but someone like that, but fi- someone in that range. I mean, the, the problem is one is just so by far the best. Yeah, you could guys. just take it on the chin for one week and take a one there. Or Dude, something. Juan is so good. Yeah, obviously Juan. Like he's gonna be at a top club next season or two years from now. Like he's yeah. so good. Yeah, he's the best player on our team by a mile. What is he? He's like twenty. Yeah, see, it's just fantastic. I love him. Yeah, he's, every game, whoever he's playing against is just his pockets are loaded with players. <laughs> <laughs> like every player, just all they're all in his pocket. Oh my god, love that. Um, but yeah, I mean that it, they all write themselves. Like I said, I, it's not a fun minus eight, as we said at the beginning. I just these are just things that have to be done, unfortunately. So here we go, darkness, my old friend. Let's go. What about you? Can you what? get rid of? Can you get rid of Mitrovic instead of a lot? No, you need more money than that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because I can't get a four or five yeah. playing yeah, forward. Yeah. That's the whole problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Everyone has that problem. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, um, Mitchell had one shot this week. This was finally the week where... You're with me on the uh, well, time he, to get rid? Yeah, I mean, he he was way outperforming, like, 
how Fulham were performing. You know, he was getting like six shots in the box and like high XG and good chances and creating chances and stuff. And then this week he plays at Burnley and gets one shot and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, the marker's been laid down. Yeah, he's he's no Callum Chamber. Yeah, too much too much yoga for Fulham, not enough goal scoring <laughs> practice. Own goals um, that really get it on goals there. Yeah, Fulham own goals get in there. Um so what are you looking at? Um, so I, I mean, I have Kane. Obviously, is the main issue, but I'm not really too convinced as an issue because I was going to probably mention him and as home Leicester um, because Rondon's got some good fixture. Who are they playing? Someone bad, and then Jerry. They're playing Cardiff, and then Jerry has uh, has Burnley at home. So you can start all three. Yeah, I I, I could just hide Kane. But I'm not sure. I mean, I still want a Rashford, which is a stupid. So I don't know if that's like better used to save than just get Rashford and fix that problem. Because every fucking week is just Rashford's points up my tushy. Yeah, and Rash not, will probably go up soon, and Kane's going to drop soon too. Yeah, I mean, Rash already rose. I can take another point one drop on Kane and not lose value. So I have a little bit of time there, I think. But um, I'm not. I'm just not sure. Like I, I'm looking ideally, like Rondon. I mean, so. Rondon I need to get rid of, obviously. And Jerry D is also just like, I don't know what he's up to. I don't feel comfortable starting him every week. And now that Kane's dead, like I can afford to to do something. So I'm like kind of thinking of just doing like Kane and Rondon and turning them into like OBS and Rash and then just dropping Jerry to like Hoybjerg. But the, the ordering of the moves is difficult. Well, and also it's only Tuesday and we're not 100% sure on the Kane. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds pretty likely. Yeah, if you're swelling, if you can't scan your knee because the swelling is too big, that seems bad. I mean, when you <laughs> it seems bad, like when you go for a scan and then things start flooding out, he's going to be missing for a month. That's not going to change in a day or two to be like he's fit. So, um, so I don't know. That's what I'm looking at. But I'm, I'm I might save. I might get Rashford and for Kane. I, those are basically the only two things I'm looking at. What, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts about that? I mean, I like the sound of that triple move a lot. I like yeah. OBS, Rash, and Hoiberg in. I think that's like pretty much all upgrades, and Hoiberg's yeah. a fantastic bench player. So I like that a lot, but you, you, you only have one free this week, right? Right, right. Yeah, so... I don't know. I, don't, I mean, then basically it's like, it sounds good right now before like... Game week twenty three, but when I'm sitting looking at my team midweek, like next week, if I already did the Rashford move, like is that a hit? Like is there something else? So that's that's the thing is like the the value of the flexibility of saving versus doing the Rash move and then just figuring it out. I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's tricky. We I'm need Kane of. news, and then it's like probably not worth to bring in OBS for home Chelsea. So you would no, probably yeah. just go Kane to Rash. If assuming Kane's out for a month when and we get that news, then you'd probably just do Kane to Rash this week. And take it from there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, yes, OBS has home car of 24, but he's at City 25. So, I mean, there's not like that much urgency to get no. him in, even though he's still probably going to, you know, put a couple in in those three. But, all right. But that's about, that's about it for me. I mean, my midfield yeah, is transfer is weirdly easy this week for everyone because everyone has at least one injured player, if not four. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, okay, get rid of all these guys for all the best guys. That's everyone's moves this week. It's kind yeah. of kind of like boring in that way, but that's it. Just is what it is. I, the thing that is going to make or break my like next two months is Wolves' defense because if of Patricia. I have him and Bennett, who I'm going to oh, both be starting. I'm going to yeah. be starting both of them for till like March. And, and they have really good fixtures. Yeah, if they can, if they can keep like, what is this? If they can keep like three or four cleans in the next like eight or so, I'll be in fucking good shape. I'll be with you, dude. I'll be starting Johnny all those weeks. Yeah, I really need them to stop leaking a goal every fucking game. They've been so bad. Holy shit. Uh, Tricio is so bad, dude. I fucking buy him, and he's just fucking blanks. Every he's game. really good too. I know, but you then know the I mean. team just blanks. Yeah, he cannot clean. I'm bullies. I don't even think that's a miss. He's a fucking psychopath. I like bullying, but I don't know. He's all over the. Sh- I just don't. 
I have no no faith that they're going to keep clean sheets because they just look so fucking bad every game I watch them play. But I just need them to just keep possession and just do some. Come on. (laughs) Come on, Wolves. It's so funny that you've ended up on double Wolves, D, because you hate hate Wolves and Wolves, D. I fucking hate them so much. And I just, I can't avoid, I can't quit it. You can't quit it. I've had three Wolves players more than like any other team. Like all year, I have fucking Jota, I have Jimenez, I have like, I had fucking Johnny, I had Darty, I have Patrice. I've owned owned every player on their team. It's like, what is happening? I just need to triple move my three Wolves out for like Neves, Moutinho, and someone else. (laughs) So I have truly owned every player. (laughs) Yeah, Neves, uh, my lover of Neves. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, well, I I don't know what to say about them. It's really reminiscent of that Spurs season. Was that like two seasons ago? Yeah, they just had one every game. Yeah, one goal conceded every single week. They were clearly Um, top like three or four best defensive teams in the league. And they just couldn't keep it clean. Not like this. Not not in the face. Not like this. Um, All right. Yeah. Should I slap some asses and we get out of here? Basically. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Okay. Bunch of new Patreon friends. Everyone's doing a great job getting in before the cup. Um, we got Ricky Flynn, Lance Woodbridge, Matthew Marilla, Stephen Yakimovich, Dallas with a Z, Jonas, aka Johnny to Chris. Marcus Ranali, Taylor Kalekow, Klaus Harris, fucking class is permanent, Richard Jones, Scott McCash, Mick Cash, wow, Sam Baxendale, Eric Alvarado, Matthias Hint, and Dmitry Kabatsky. Get the fuck in there, you son! You <laughs> sons of bitches! <laughs> Slap that fucking ass! Let's go, baby! Let's go, baby! Get the cup going and popping! I'm fucking buzzing right now. Yeah, cups. Cups fun. Cup is fun, dude. Minus eight or minus twelve. Maybe you're gonna lose the first week, but cup is fucking good. It's a good time. It's a good time to get in there. It's a whole new competition. You could have my rank, and you could do stuff in the cup. It's great. Hmm. Great. Any last words? Nope. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Support us at patreon.com slash fml. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheer. Sports Social Podcast Network.